Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Joan Gibbs, broadcasting live from the NYC. For the next time, I'm going to give you the latest entertainment news on Jay-Z, Britney Spears, Carrie Ann Anava, Elon Musk, Kiss, and a whole lot more. Let's get started. Roll it. Up on the blog and I'm chilling up in NYC Up on the train and the radio is all I need In the fuse and celeb news, I'll ask Steve entertainment, who became famous Number one source of pop culture, radio or not We gon' chase it, that's entertainment Save adolescents from the ghetto town stages Gotta make a change it, that's entertainment Wednesdays afternoon at 1pm So baby, don't forget the tune The Benz is nice, the Jags is the better cruise The original car, I win cause you plan to lose Smooth, just like You're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know what's going on in the world of entertainment, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page. That way you get a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, if you want to make a comment about any of today's stories, give me a call. The call-in number is 347-637-2656 and press the number one. Again, that's 347 347- Six three seven two six five six and press the number one. Also, we're on Facebook. Like our page. Just go to www.facebook.com slash that's entertainment dot radio. Follow us on Twitter at that's entertain one. That's T H A T S entertain and the number one. You can also follow me on Twitter at stiletto fourteen. That's S T I L E T T O and the number fourteen. And you can also follow me on Instagram at T Jones Gibbs. That's T J O N E. Yes, G-I-B-B-S. Right now, the current temperature in the NY is a beautiful, sunny, and warm 72 degrees. Before I get started with this show today, I want to give a shout-out to all my listeners out there. Thank you once again for taking the time out to hang out with me on this Wednesday afternoon. Well, you know, this week we just had the Oscars, and um, the Oscars, uh, there was a lot of um, predictions that were true and some uh, announcements that were a little shocking, uh, was surprising. But uh, as you know, the Oscars have joined a slew of other award shows in falling to an all-time ratings low. Uh, the 93rd uh, Academy Award drew about 10.4 million viewers and a 2.12 rating among adults 18 to 49 on Sunday. It's a small upward adjustment from 9.85 million and 1.9 in the early numbers. Now that's a steep drop from last year's 23.64 million viewers and a 5.3 in the key ad demographic, both of which were the previous all-time lows. 
The 56% decline in total viewers is, um, is in keeping with those for the Grammys, which, again, fell 51%. The Golden Globes went down 62%, and the SAG Awards went down 52% in recent months. And in the 18 to 49 demo, the Oscars were down by 60%, also in line with other award shows. So it wasn't it, – it hit an all-time low this time around. And uh, people are just not watching. Uh, people are, uh, have this thing about the Oscars not, you know, recognizing uh, actors of colors and movies of color. And, you know, so people just just gave up hope. But uh, we're going to talk about some of the, the winners of the Oscars awards uh, this past Sunday night later on in the show. But this week we're going to be talking about uh, rap mogul Jay-Z. He's getting ready to expand his business portfolio. I'll tell you how he's getting ready to do that. Uh, Britney Spears has been granted uh, an audience with the judge overseeing her 13-year conservatorship. And Carrie Ann Anava is taking a leave absent from the talk. She just announced that she's um, leaving temporary, and I'll tell you uh, why she's leaving. And this is not the first time. This is the second time within, a, I think, what a, a month span. And uh, Elon Musk is getting ready to be the new host of Saturday Night Live, but um, his appearance has upset some cast members. I'll tell you why. And you know the rock group Kiss, they head into uh, TV as a subject of a new docuseries. Uh, so that's just the tip of the iceberg. So let's get started. Uh, rap mogul Jay-Z is expanding his business portfolio for an investment in the new Los Angeles-based fitness firm Lit Method. The Empire State of Mind hitmaker is supporting the brand through his Marcy Venture Partner Company, joining former New York Mets baseball star Adrian Gonzalez amongst Lit Method financial backers, and this is all according to the New York Post. Now, the exercise firm founded in May of 2020 by husband and wife duo Justin and Taylor Norris specialized in high-intensity, low-impact training. That's what LIT stands for, using a top-of-the-line custom rowing machine, which also serves as a Pilates reformer and a resistant band trading system to which consumers can also join in live digital daily workouts. Now, the news emerged five months after Jay-Z and his investments partners also financed the growth of a startup company called CLMBR, uh, as uh, owners prepare to launch a line of smart vertical climbing machines that allow fitness fanatics to join online classes from the comfort of their own home. Now, while Jay-Z focused on investing in fitness firms, his wife, Beyonce, knows is concentrating more on the exercise aspects. And in November of 2020, the former member of Destiny Child was revealed to have signed a multi-year partnership with Pelenton to create a series of workout classes. Britney Spears has been granted an audience with the judge overseeing her 13 years conservatorship. The pop star lawyer Sam Ingham requested 
the meeting uh, yesterday, Tuesday, April 27, revealing that his client has something to say and is believed she wants to personally challenge the hold her father, Jamie, has over her. Now, Brittany has never argued against her conservatorship, but now that her father and mother, Lynn Spears, are squabbling over financial arrangements, many believe that the singer is planning to step in and end the family feud and perhaps urge Judge Brenda Penny to end the legal restrictions on her affairs. Now, the judge appointed officials at Bessemer Trust as co-conservators alongside her father last year, but that arrangement has not yet taken effect, and a hearing has been set for June 23rd. Now, meanwhile, Jamie Spears has taken aim at his ex-wife, Lynn, for exploiting exploiting, uh, their daughter's pain and trauma for personal profit. Now, Lynn has blasted him over the excessive fees he pays his lawyers, uh, according to a court documents, and Jamie has now fired back, stating that his former wife has not been involved in his daughter's conservatorship until very recently, and she's now raising objections to fees related to matters that she has no knowledge of. And this is according to a document that was obtained by the blast. Now, Jamie claimed that Lynn is causing undue delay and expense in the administration of the conservatorship and ironically stirring up more unnecessary media attention. Now, the judge overseeing Britney's conservatorship will hand down a verdict on accounting and costs in a ruling expected uh, this week. Uh, this latest development comes after Britney's lawyer requested Jody Montgomery become her permanent conservatorship yeah, her permanent conservator uh, in the place of Jamie, and Jody stepped in to replace Jamie when Brittany's father temporarily relinquished power in 2019 due to health issues. Carrie Ann Inaba is taking a leave of absence from the talk. Uh, when announcing her temporary departure from the CBS daytime talk show, the co-host claimed that she wants to focus on her health. The 53-year-old broke news via Instagram on Monday, April 26. She said, quote, I wanted to let you know personally that I have decided to take a leave of absence from the talk to focus on my well-being. I know you guys understand health is the most important thing. I appreciate your support. I appreciate the love and support from the talk family, and I hope to be back soon. Take care, and I'll keep you updated. Thank you, unquote. In mid-March, Carrie took time off from the talk show before making her return on April 12th. The Dancing with the Star judge opened up about her illness back in February. She's been diagnosed with several autoimmune conditions like lupus, rheumatoid arthritis, and most recently, uh, vasculitis. Uh, She wrote on her website, quote, For many years my life has been full of ups and downs and a lot of hard work to help me feel my best to land in a new normal that's comfortable and sustainable, unquote. Uh, Elon Musk's uh, Saturday Night Live appearance has upset some cast members. Uh, the Tulsa CEO uh, recently confirmed he will be the first non-actor or non-athlete since 2015 to host the comedy sketch show on May 18 alongside Biley Cyrus. Uh, he wrote on Twitter, uh, quote, let's, just, let's find out just how live Saturday Night Live really is, unquote. However, his upcoming gig has left a number of the SNL cast feeling frustrated with Boeing Yang writing on Instagram, quote, what the F does this even mean? 
unquote. A.D. Bryant echoes Yang's concerns and shared a tweet by Bernie Sanders reading, quote, the 50th wealthiest people in America today owns more wealth than the bottom half of our people, unquote. Uh, he also said, let me repeat that because it's almost too absurd to believe the 50th wealthiest people in this country are more wealth, has more wealth and more than some 165 million Americans, and this is a moral obscenity. Their posts have since been deleted, but they're not the only ones that are unhappy with the decision as fans have taken to social media to share their outrage about Musk's upcoming appearance. Uh, Elon Musk hosting SSL is huge for guys still making that what she said joke who think they'll be great at hosting SNL. That's what one person said, while second added, there really was nobody else available to host SNL. Elon Musk, why? Yeah, a lot of uh, some of the cast members are a little upset because they're saying, well, why are we have this guy hosting, you know, he has money, he's not an actor, he's just a a business guy, a CEO, what is he really going to bring? But we'll see, we'll see, May 8th, tune in. Uh, right, uh, right now we got the 12 minutes after the hour. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news and pop culture. If you like the show, make sure you click on the, uh, the, the follow-up button on top of the show page. That way it will send you a reminder when I broadcast live. And also make sure you follow us. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. Our, our Facebook page is www.facebook.com slash that's entertainment radio. Twitter is that's entertain one. That's T H A T S entertain and the number one. You can also follow me. I'm on social media as well. I'm on Twitter at stiletto fourteen, like the high heel shoe. S T I L I L E T T O, and the, the number fourteen. You can also follow me on Instagram at T Jones Gibbs. Um, Rockers Kiss are heading to TV as the subject of a new docu-series. Biography Kiss Story will revisit the rock and roll all-night hitmakers through the years and feature interviews with band co-founders Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons, as well as current members Tommy Thayer and Eric Singer, rock peers David Grohl and Tom Morello, and former manager Doc McGee. Home movie, movie uh, footage, originally recording sessions and behind-the-scenes tales will also be included in the four-hour two-part show, which will be directed by DJ Viola for America's A&E Network. It will be produced by Leslie Grief, who previously worked on the network's reality show, uh, Gene Simmons' Family Jewels. Uh, in a statement, A&E executive Elaine Fontaine Bryant writes, through the biography lens, we are able to give fans a backstage pass to a two-night event that honors the legacy of the rock icons behind KISS. This documentary event is a special tribute to a one-of-a-kind band and the incredible KISS Army fan base that has idolized them for generations. Biography KISS Story will launch on June 27. 
The black community really had actress Lauren London lifted up after she tragically lost her partner and father of her youngest son, rapper Nipsey Hussle, on March 31st, 2019. And watching a black woman bury a black man she loved so early was either a pain we couldn't fathom or knew too well. And while London mostly retreated from public life, she did occasionally offer insight into her healing journey and come forward to deny relationships and pregnancy rumors. Last year we learned that uh, Lauren London has stepped away from the BET game People Play, and many of us wonder whether she plans to return to acting at all. And according to a recent interview with Essen, it was a question she contemplated herself after what she described as the hardest year of her life. Ultimately, London did return to acting, and she's starring in a new film, Without Remorse, alongside Michael B. Jordan. And returning to her crap ended up being the right decision. And this is what she said. She said, quote, it was like a leap of faith and just moving with the fear. I don't know if I should, if I can. Will I be accepted in that way again because it's been a while? I would say that God is so gracious because it was the best way I could go back to work, unquote. And Fox is going back to the Stone Age. Elizabeth Banks is developing an animated adult comedy series based on the Flintstones set 20 years after the original series, and this is what the uh, network announced on Tuesday. Bedrock catches up with the Flintstone family two decades after the original with Fred on the brink of retirement and 20-something Pebbles embarked on her own career. Banks will voice Pebbles, who grew up from a toddler all the way to her wedding day to Bam Bam Rubbles and I Yabba Dabba Doo, a 1993 TV movie. Michael Thorne, president of entertainment at Fox Entertainment, said in the statement, quote, their imprint on the animation universe is undeniable, and the idea of adapting it for today's audience is a challenge we here we here at Fox are very much looking forward to taking on with Warner Brothers. Elizabeth and writer producer Lizzie Kern. The Finstones ran for six seasons and 166 episodes from 1960 to 1966, making its television first primetime animated series and launched several spin-off shows and movies. If Bedrock is picked up to series, it would join Fox's growing stable of animated shows, including The Simpsons, Bob Berger, Family Guy, Duncanville, and The Great North. Randy Quay might be giving Caitlyn Jenner a run for her money. The National Lampoon Christmas Vacation Star has declared that he is seriously considering running to be governor of California against a transgender icon who already announced her candidacy a week earlier, promising that he will clean up corruption. On Tuesday, April 27, the 70-year-old actor voiced out his political aspiration via Twitter. He declared in a tweet that read, quote, I'm seriously considering running for governor. The, prosecut- uh, the prosecutorial corruption in California, especially Santa Barbara and the Bell scandal, is rampant. And I promise that it, if elected, I will clean up the district attorney's offices throughout the state, followed by a hashtag, Randy Quay for California governor. 
Now, Randy's announcement came nearly a week after Caitlyn announced her own bid for the role. And on April 23rd, the transgender icon tweeted, I'm in. California is worth fighting for. And through a press release, she additionally pointed out that she, uh, she's a prime winner, a proven winner, and the only outsider who can put an end to Gavin Newsom's disastrous time as governor. At the time, Randy showed his support by tweeting, Go Caitlyn Jenner. If Randy runs, he will join a list of challengers that include former San Diego Mayor Kevin Falconer, uh, as well as San Diego businessman and former gubernatorial candidate John Cox. And uh, the Wahlberg matriarch, Alma, Alma, uh, she has been laid to rest at a funeral service in Dorchester, Massachusetts, attended by her sons, actor Mark and Donnie Wahlberg. The Wahlberger star passed away at the age of 78 after battling dementia on March 18th, and on Saturday, April 24th, the brothers were seen carrying their late mom casket at her funeral at the St. Teresa of Calcutta Church in Dorchester, Massachusetts. The siblings' wives, uh, Rhea Dur- uh, Durham and uh, Jenny McCarthy, respectively also attended. In a touching tribute, Donnie hailed the Wahlberg matriarch as the most loving human being he's ever known, who undou- undoubtedly shared him into the man he is. And part of his lengthy tribute posted on Instagram, which featured a video montage of memories with his parents, read like this. It said, quote, I'm so blessed to have been brought into this world by, raised by, taught by, and set on my life past by such an amazing woman. My mom, Alma, joy for life, love, and people, combined with a pride in her humble beginnings and refusal to forget where she came from, undoubtedly shaped me into the man that I am, unquote. Alma was also mother to Paul, Arthur, Tracy, Michelle, Jim, Roberts, and the late Debbie Wahlberg, who died in 2003. And uh, DMX has been laid to rest in a private ceremony following a celebration of a life memorial and a homegoing, a homegoing celebration funeral over the weekend. On Monday, April 26th, his family and friends gathered at the Oakland Cemetery in Yonkers, New York, to send him to his final resting place. In a video upload on Yonkers Voice YouTube page, DMX Red Casket arrived in a black car around noon, and after some arrangements were made, people stood around the casket, which was decorated with some flowers and letters spelling faith, as well as X placed around it. A DMX mother and close ones took turns to deliver a speech with one lady throwing what looked like soil to the casket while saying, quote, we give you back to the earth that he was created out of, we give you back to God who gave, who gave you to us for a short time, and your memory will live on with us, and we give God the glory for allowing you to be angel in our life for these years. We love you, unquote. Now, DMX uh, fiance Desiree Lindstrom was also present at the funeral, carrying their four-year-old son, Exodus. And after a prayer, the attendees made X signs with their hands and left white and red roses on his casket. After taking her son to be 
closer to the casket. Uh, Desiree was later seen touching the casket and closing her eyes as she appeared to say her final goodbye to her late fiancé in private. DMX died on April 9th following a weak hospitalization after suffering a heart attack at his home, possibly resulting from a drug overdose. He was in a vegetative state with lung and brain failure and no brain activity and never regained consciousness. Uh, I also retweeted um, Saturday was a big day. They uh, You saw a lot of the Rough Rider bikers leaving Yonkers to come down all the way to Brooklyn at the Barclays Center to, uh, for the, the funeral there. But that uh, funeral was just for friends and uh, family. And uh, it was so crazy because it traffic was back up for miles because there was thousands and thousands of these uh, rough rider motorcycles. There was also young kids on bicycles. And you saw that uh, DMX had his, uh, they had his casket on one of those monster trucks. And on the side of that monster truck, it said, Long Live DMX. And you could see it. There was helicopters was filming it. It was crazy. Because I know I was going to Brooklyn on Saturday, and it was like a, you know, it was like traffic for miles. So, yeah, it was a big, big turnout. I don't think I ever seen a big turnout like this uh, in one of the boroughs since I think um, when Nelson Mandela, uh, when they had uh, his funeral, there was a, a no. I'm sorry, that wasn't a funeral. That was when he had came to New York City. Uh, that a lot of people turn out to see him come through his motorcade with his motorcade, but yeah, that was one of the biggest. I, I think it's you know what I think it was bigger than uh, Notorious B.I.G. If I'm not mistaken, I think his D.M.X. funerals was bigger than D, uh, Notorious B.I.G. So yeah, um, a lot of people's gonna we were really gonna really miss D.M.X. Uh, Kanye West has raised over $1 million within 24 hours for DMX family uh, through his Yeezy brand. The estranged husband of Kim Kardashian commissioned uh, Balenciaga to design tribute shirts to honor his rapper friend and would give away the proceeds from the sales to the late rapper's family. Now, sources close to Kanye uh, told uh, TMZ that the shirt sold for more than $1 million during DMX memorial service over the weekend. Each shirt reportedly cost $200. They were released on the website dmxtribute.com and was sold out in just 24 hours. The front side of that long sleeve shirt featured a photo of DMX with the word rest in peace written above him and the cross symbol adorned each side. One sleeve has the late rapper's date of his, of his birth, while the other sleeves have the date of his passing. And it seems that uh, Jennifer Lopez and Alex Rodriguez are not completely over each other just yet. Less than two weeks after going public with their breakup, the, the Let's Get Loud hitmaker and her former fiancé were spotted having dinner together in Los Angeles. Revealing the 51-year-old singer reunion with the former Major League ball player, uh, They said that uh, on page six said that eyewitnesses told the outlet that the duo dined at the Hotel Bel Air on Sunday, April 25th. It was the same spot where they went on their first date in 2017, which is near one of their uh, one of her houses. 
Meanwhile, separate source spilled to E! News that Alex flew out to L.A. on Thursday night to see Jennifer, and they also said uh, that he doesn't want to give up on their relationship and he's willing to do whatever he has to do, and he spent two nights with her trying to work things out. He's uh, He keeps trying to show her how serious he is and how much he loves her, but she still feels that there's, these, there's issues that can't be resolved and that they should move on. He headed back to Miami alone on Saturday not, uh, morning, and the insider also went on to say that he doesn't want to give up, but she's uh, adamant about moving on. Now, Jennifer and Alex announced this split on April 15. They told today in a statement that they had realized that they're better off as friends and they look forward to remaining so, and they will continue to work together and support each other on their share of businesses and projects. And uh, they just wish the best for each other and each other's children. And despite the split, the shotgun wedding actress apparently still has love for her ex-family. On April 21st, she offered a birthday tribute to her 13-year-old daughter, Ella Bella, on Instagram story. And the, the, the similar snap that was also used by Alex in his own video tribute shared on Instagram. He additionally unveiled another photo of Jennifer and Ella in which they could be seen sitting next to each other. Wow. Right now we have 27 minutes after the hour. Uh, coming up, we're going to be talking about uh, the 93rd Annual Academy Awards, who were the winners of that award show. Also, uh, there's been, um, you know, every year, every award show, they do a memoranda of the people that we lost the year prior. And uh, there were two people that the Oscars uh, kind of, I don't know if it was a mistake or they forgot that they, um, they omitted, and I'll tell you who they were. Um, Tom Jones is in talk for a biopic, and the fake act that Jack Nicholson used in The Shining is up for sale, and I'll tell you how much it's going to be. And Patrick Dempsey will show off his vocal abilities in an upcoming sequel to Enchanting. All those stories and more coming up after the music break, so don't go anywhere.
make them clap. So we really got that bubblicious to it. Entertainment news and pop culture every Wednesday afternoon with the host Tammy Jones Gibbs right here on Block Talk Radio. Right now we got 27 minutes left remaining in the show. That's the latest from Gwen Stefani featuring Saweetie and Slow Clap. Before we went to the music break, I was getting ready to tell you about the 93 annual Academy Award has concluded with No Man Land coming out. It's the biggest winner with three wins. The movie nabbed the coveted prize for Best Picture, winning over The Father, Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, Minari, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and The Trial of the Chicago Seven. Chloe Zhao, who won the Best Director Prize early in the night for helming the movie, thanked real-life nomads across America for teaching the crew the power of resilience and hope and reminding us that true kindness looks like. The movie also helped its star Frances McDormand score Big Actress Award, uh, Best Actress Award, which was also vied by Carrie Mulligan for Promising Young Woman, Viola Davis for Mom Rainey Black Bottom, Andra Day for the United States versus Billie Holiday, and Vanessa Kirby for Pieces of a Woman. It's the third Oscar for Best Actress for McDormand after previously winning for 1996 Fargo and 2017 Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, uh, Missouri. And capping off the April 25th ceremony was the Best Actor Award, which surprisingly went to Anthony Hopkins for his role in The Father. It's a rather upset win as Chadwick Boseman was expected to win the award posthumously for his role in Ma Rainey Back Bottom. Hopkins wasn't present at the show, so uh, uh, Joaquin uh, Phoenix, who introduced the category, accepted it on his behalf. The Father also won Best Adapted Screenplay for the script written by Christopher Hampton and Florian Zeller based on the play by Zeller. 
Ma Rainey, however, didn't come home empty-handed as it previously won Best Costume Design for Ann Roth and Best Makeup and Hairstyling for Sergio Lopez Rivera, Mia Neal, and Jamika Wilson. Also bagging two prizes were uh, each were Sound of Metal, Soul, and Judah and the Black Messiah. Sound of Metal picked up the gong for Best Film Editing and Best Sound. Soul was nominated for... Uh, was named Best Animated Feature Film in addition to winning Best Original Score and Judas and the Black Messiah and Best Supporting Actor for Daniel Kalua as well as Best Original Song for Fight For You, which was which is performed by her. Mank, which received the most nomination with 10, scored one Oscar in Production Design Category. Uh, Yu Jang Young set Oscar history as the first Korean actress to win Best Supporting Actress for her role in Minari. Now, another round was named Best International Feature Film, while Tyler Perry and Motion Picture and Television Fund was honored with the Jean Herschel Humanitarian Award for their separate works. So congratulations to all the winners and the nominees of the 92nd Annual Academy, I'm sorry, the 93rd Annual Academy Award. Sean P. Diddy uh, Combs uh, credit rapper and actor Joey Badass with his Oscar win on Sunday, April 25th, after their project, Two Distant Strangers, was named Best Live Action Short Film. Joey stars in the police brutality drama as a young black man stuck in a time loop and forced to relive his shooting death at the hands of a white police officer every day. The short was uh, directed by Travon Free and Martin Desmond Rowe and was produced by the likes of Diddy actor Jesse Williams and basketball superstar Kevin Durant with the filmmakers accepting the Academy Award at the Los Angeles ceremony on the behalf of the whole team. Diddy has since shared his joy at the big win online after watching the televised event from the comfort of his own home and calling Joey to congratulate him on the huge success of Two Distant Strangers. Uh, insisting that he was incredibly blessed by the honor, he posted on Twitter, quote, words can't describe how I feel right now winning alongside my brother Joey Badass, Van Langton, Trayvon, Jesse Williams, KD Trey, Two Distant Strangers, Oscar. Hashtag Oscar. Uh, Diddy also shared some video video footage of himself celebrating the news with Joey on a FaceTime call in which he shouted, I'm so proud of you. Wouldn't be no Oscar if it wasn't for you, King. Meanwhile, Tra- uh, Trayvon uh, also spoke to Diddy backstage at the Academy Awards as the rap star shouted in celebration and expressed his pride at the directorial duo. The award is Diddy's second Oscar. He also claimed gold in 2012 when he executive produced American football documentary Undefeated. Naya Rivera and Jessica Walker were among the late stars and omitted from the Oscars in memorandum uh, in in memorand, uh, in the in, in memorand segment. On Sunday, uh, Rivera, who is best known for her role as Santana Lopez on Glee, appeared in films including the 2017 comedy Mad Family and 2014 movie At the Devil's Door and passed away last July in an accidental drowning in Lake Peru, California. And after the star was also snubbed by Grammy bosses earlier this year, fans took to social media to share their anger at the organization and pay tribute in their own way. 
Uh, Walter, who died in March, was best known for her role in the show Arrested Development and films including 2012 Bending the Rules, the 1998 comedy Thumbs of Beverly Hills, and 1971 play Misty For Me. And Fountains of Wayne singer Adam Schurzlinger, who had been nominated for Best Original Song for the That Thing You Do in 1997 and died in April of 2020 from coronavirus complications, was also omitted. Tommy Tiny Lister was also nosebleed missing from the tribute. The Friday star died in December of last year. Tom Jones is in talk for a biopic, but isn't ready to tell all just yet. The music legend who has uh, released his 41st studio album, Surrounded by Time, on Friday, has been in discussion regarding a movie about his life like Elton John's Rocket Man and the Freddie Mercury film Bohemian Rhapsody. However, the sex bomb star is not sure he is willing to share every detail about his life and career with the world on the big screen just yet. Excuse me. He tells uh, Alan Carr's Life's uh, Life a Beach podcast, he said, uh, quote, well, there's been talk of it, yes, but then I have to tell all. So I don't think I'm ready to tell all yet. Y'all know what I mean. It's one of those things we're thinking about it, unquote. Now, although Tom uh, didn't divulge he who he likes to play in a biopic, he is adamant on it being an actor like um uh, Taryn Elgerton in Rocketman as opposed to an actor-singer. So in other words, uh, he want more of an actor to play him than an actor-singer, like how they did in uh, Elton John's Rocketman. So. A, um, a fake axe that was used by Jack Nicholson in The Shining is up for sale for $62,000. Now, movie fans had, have the chance to get their hands on that iconic horror prop, which the legendary actor character Jack Torrance slammed into a door while shining Here's Johnny after chasing his wife, Wendy, played by Shelley Duvall, because Bristol-based dealer Paul Fraser Collectibles are selling the 35-inch item, which is surprisingly made from foam. Now, a listing of the dealer's website reads this. It says, this prompt stunt act was substituted for the original wooden act as a safety measure and for ease of use during filming. It would have been used in a long shot and when two or more characters were on screen. Now, the fake axe has been painted to resemble wood grain for the handle and silver tape in place of a metal striking surface and has a lot of markings and chips on it. Now, the listing noted, display a pleasant amount of on-set use, including some paint loss to the handle and slight wrinkling of the silver tape. And according to the seller, the prop is one of many axes made for use in the film, but few are still in existence now. Uh, they also uh, wrote uh, that Warner Brothers creates several axes for filming The Shining, and they said that just one original wooden axe is thought to remain in existence. It sold for 211000 in 2019, and only a tiny number of phone versions are believed to still exist. A similar example to the one they're getting ready to auction off was sold for 58000 in 2019. A red jacket worn on screen by Jack Nicholson in the film auctioned for 90000 in 2017, 
And this is a rare opportunity to own one of the most iconic props props in movie history. The lucky buyer was received the axe in a frame, which has been packed to also include an authentic signed photo of Jack, which was taken during the making of the 1980 movie. And Patrick Dempsey will show off his vocal ability in the upcoming sequel for Enchanted. The actor has been tapped to star in Disenchanted, and the flick will mark the star's first public singing gig of his entire career. He has confirmed. He told Variety, quote, I will be singing for the first time. I never, ever sung publicly for a reason, so bear with me. But Patrick uh, hopes that fans will embrace it, adding that they'll set him up for success and the lyrics are going to be really fun and the numbers have really great choreography and the premise is going to be interesting. Patrick, Amy Adams, and James Marsden are returning for the movie along with uh, Idina Mazel, who he insists he won't be duetting with. Maya Rudolph and Yvette Nicole Brown and Jayma Mays are the latest performers to join the cast of the Disney Plus sequel. With sources telling Deadline, the trio will play villains. Uh, During the interview, Patrick Dempsey also talked about his Grey's Anatomy return, calling it a beautiful way to leave the show. The actor who played Derek Madrimi Shepard in the hit TV series recently made a, a surprise return to the show when Dr. Meredith Grey dreamed of him of herself, and Derek finally having their wedding on a beach, but Patrick has suggested he won't be making another comeback. Right now, we got 15 minutes left remaining in the show. I'm going to take another musical break, and when I come back, I'll give you the last remaining stories of the day, so don't go anywhere. Unfortunately, we'll be having some technical difficulties, so we're going to remain with the last remaining stories of the show. Uh, Rachel Bilson uh, would love a reboot of her hit drama series, The O.C. The actress starred as Summer Roberts in the hit show, which originally ran between 2003 and 2007, and Rachel has expressed her interest in joining a reboot of the show. She said a reboot would be awesome, and she thinks that's in the hands of the creator and executive producers, Josh Schwartz and Stephanie Savage. There's still a ways to go, so maybe they'll figure it out. 
But despite the show's success, Rachel doesn't actually have many vivid memories of the series, but she's been watching uh, old episodes and feel as though she's been discovering it for the first time. She told Entertainment Tonight that she uh, said, quote, I learned that I actually have zero memory and don't remember most of the things that happened on this show. So she's kind of going through this with everyone else, re-watching it and discovering it. If the OC is revived, it will join a number of classic television shows which have been rebooted in the past few years. They included MacGyver, Fuller House, Charm, The X-Files, Saved by the Bell, Punky Brewster, and Gossip Girl. Anthony Mackie's Sam Wilson has embraced his new role in a new poster for The Falcon and The Winter Soldier. Released on Monday, April 26th, the new individual poster sees Sam being ready to be the new Cap as he poses with Captain America's shield. The picture sees Sam donning a fresh and patriotic super suit while welding Captain America's shield alongside his new high-tech wings built by the Wakandians. The new costume is different from Sam's signature Falcom suit as it features accents and embellishment that will remind people of Chris Evans' Captain America. Also confirming Sam's new role was the official Captain America account on Twitter. It changed its banner image and bio section Monday. The bio now simply read, On Your Left. The new post arrived just days after the Falcon and the Winter Soldier air its finale. And in the final episode of the Disney Plus series, fans were offered with the revelation that Falcon will be the next iteration of the iconic Avenger. Also confirming Sam's new role was the official Captain America account on Twitter. It changed its banner image. And uh, uh, for those who don't keep up with the Marvel Universe, uh, Steve passed down his Captain America shield in Avenger Endgame after he decided to live out the rest of his life with the love of his life, Petty Peggy Carter in the past. As he reappeared as an elderly man in the current timeline, he gave his shield to Sam, saying, I'll do my best, Sam promised to Steve. The next season of The Crown will feature Prince Andrew in his mid-30s and early 40s, but the bosses for the hit Netflix series can't seem to find a perfect actor for the unpopular prince. According to a new report, the show is struggling to get an actor to play the Duke of York. The Sun reported that... Uh, that Left Bank Pictures has posted an advertisement on casting website Spotlight. While the production company billed the character as a very good role, the news outlet believed that it was actually a role of Prince Andrew, who was known for his ties to Jeffrey Epstein. And back up the claims was a casting source who spilled to the sun that Prince Andrew is one of the most unpopular members of the royal family and wannabe stars aren't exactly uh, curing up to his uh, play, to play him. Uh, it's not the sexiest role, and it's unlikely to set a Hollywood career alight. That's what the source continued to explain. However, the insider noted that the role might work for a real steam sealer, uh, steam sealer, uh, I'm sorry, steam stealer uh, character artist. Uh, in response to the report, the production denied them in a statement. A spokeswoman insisted to the outlet that there is a absolute, absolutely no struggle to cast any role for season five of The Crown. The spokeswoman also added that it is a normal practice for productions to advertise in spotlight. Season five of the award-winning The Crown will be set in the years 1991 to 1997. It will tackle the tumultuous years that saw the very public breakdown of Prince Charles and Diana marriage. 
50 Cent and his power co-star Lala Anthony are joining forces to turn the story of a former prisoner-turned-criminal-justice reform activist, Satoya Brown, into a new TV drama. U.S. Network bosses at Stars have uh, optioned the case of Satoya Brown, which will chronicle the story of Brown, who was just 16 when she killed Nashville, Tennessee real estate agent Johnny Allen in 2004 after he solicited her for sex. She was tried as an adult and convicted in 2006 and was ordered to serve life behind bars. In late 2018, it was revealed that Brown would not be eligible for parole until 2055 after serving a minimum of 51 years in prison, but her controversial case drew the attention of celebrities like Kim Kardashian, Rihanna, and LeBron James who called for her release. The lobbying work, and in 2019, then-Tennessee Governor Bill Haslam granted her clemency, and Brown was released on supervised parole that August. Brown, who subsequently married Pretty Ricky star Jay Long, has always maintained she was a sex trafficking victim who acted in self-defense, and now she would get to share her side of the story with the help of 50 and Anthony, who will executive produce the limited series based on her own book, Free Satoya, My Search for Redemption in the American Prison System. The case of Satoya Brown will be written by Santa Sierra, with Brown and Long serving as consultants on the project. Bobby Brown found starring on the Masked Singer Therapeutic after suffering the loss of two of his children in recent years. The new edition star was revealed to be The Crab on Wednesday uh, installment of the Celebrity Single Contest, and, and, and he admitted that the show gave him some much-needed fun at a time when the world is battling coronavirus, and he's still coming to turn with the loss of two of his children, Bobby Christina Brown, who died in July of 2015 at the age of 22, and 28-year-old Bobby Jr., who passed away last November. He told Entertainment Tonight, quote, that it was something that was different, something out of the box, something that... I could just go out and have fun with, especially during these times. I think we need a little bit of laughter and a little bit of fun happening around the world. He said it was so much fun. I recommend it for any entertainer out there to experience this at least once in their lifetime, unquote. In his clues on the show, Bobby talked about the trauma and tragedy he experienced through his life, but he found being on the stage at the craft cathartic. He said uh, it kept him going. And he said that he loves performing on stage. He can't wait to get back to it, and that was definitely therapeutic for him. The 52-year-old singer and wife, Alicia Etheridge, has watched every episode of the show with their young children, Cashes and Bohai uh, and uh, Hendrix. And despite his efforts to put them off the scent, they knew he was a star behind the costume. And actor Richard Lewis is so grateful to return to the hit comedy series Curb Your Enthusiasm after recovering enough from a series of surgeries to film an appearance. The veteran star has portrayed a semi-autographical version of himself on Larry David's show since its inception in uh, 2000. But in January of this year, Lewis claimed he was not well enough to reprise his role for the upcoming season 11. And sharing the news with fans on Twitter at the time, he wrote, quote, What a ride, LD. I love you, buddy. Tragically, these past 18 months, I endured a back and two shoulder surgery and not be able to to be in Curb Your Enthusiasm for season 11, I'll be watching at HBO. However, the 73-year-old has since been able to make a brief return to the franchise thanks to an invite from David. And I think he's just only going to be 
he's not going to be back for the whole season. I think uh, Larry had asked him to appear on one episode. And Selena Gomez is heading back into the kitchen for a third season of her popular cooking series, Selena and Chef. The pop star and actress has been spending her time during the COVID-19 pandemic cooking up tasty treats at home with the help of noted chefs. And now her show has been picked up for another course on America's HBO Max streaming service. Selena has also turned the TV project into a fundraising opportunity with each chef highlighting highlighting a charity of their choice in each episode. In the first two seasons of the unscripted show, which was initially launched last summer, Selena and Chef has helped to raise 360000 for a variety of nonprofits. Season 2 debuted in January with Selena whipping up delicious dishes with the likes of Kelis and Curtis Stone. The lineup for the new run of episodes has yet to be unveiled, but the show will likely feature Selena with a whole new look. Uh, she, her natural brunette, uh, she changed her natural brunette color to a platinum blonde. Mm. Meanwhile, the first season features the likes of Antonia Lafaso, Candice Kumai, and Roy Chow. And Melissa Rivers won her late her late mother, comedian Joan Rivers, recognized as one of the inspiration behind Amazon hit series The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. The star died in 2014 at the age of 81, and Melissa insists her mother's life mirrors that of the lead character Marion Midge Maisel, who swapped being a housewife for a stand-up comic in the 1950s. Everybody's saying, oh, it's Joan, it's Joan, it's Joan, it's Joan, and yet uh, Melissa said that she never hear from the people that make it or the actors. Uh, Melissa said during an appearance on the Behind the Velvet Rope with David Yontief podcast. Now, while she has never seen an episode of the show, Melissa insists that the character played by Rachel uh, Brosnahan is clearly a compilation of the female comedians of that era, including her mother, who shot the fame in 1965 as a guest on The Tonight Show. George Clooney doesn't think ER Reboot would fare as well as the original series. The actor became a household name after playing Dr. Doug Ross for 15 seasons on the medical drama, which ran from 1994 to 2009, but suggested he wouldn't be up for reprising the role if the show was to return to screens because he's unconvinced it could match the consistent quality displayed in the program's original run. Asked about the possibility during a live virtual reunion of the ER cast on Stars in the House to support co-star Gloria Rubin's nonprofit organization, Waterkeeper Alliance, he said, quote, I don't know. The hardest part is that when you look at the show in consistency over so many years, it would be hard to say that you could do it at the level that we did it. I'm not sure that that's available, unquote. George has been enjoying old episodes of the show recently with his wife, Amal, and praised the series as such great television. Janet Jackson will celebrate the 35th anniversary of her acclaimed LP, Control, with a series of NFTs. The influential record was her third solo record and included hits such as What Have You Done For Me Lately, Nasty, and When I Think Of You. And following the milestone anniversary in February, the 54-year-old music icon has partnered with gaming and argumented reality firm RTFKT on the NFTs and argumented experiences for her fans. 
What more, uh, Janet is donating part of the money made from the NFTs to the American Child Sponsorship and Christian Humanitarian AIDS Organization, Compassion International. Randy Jackson, who is her brother, the founder of the Association Entertainment Corporation, said in a statement, once again, technology through NFTs create a new lane for artists to express their art in an innovative way throughout the world. NFT stands for non-fungible tokens, and they are an emerging market within blockchains where single impression unique digital arts and goods known as the tokens can be sold. Miranda Lambert could not help but get emotional while performing at her first concert since the COVID-19 pandemic. And when taking the stage at Billy Bob, Texas in Fort Worth, Texas, the country singer broke in tears. The 37-year-old shared a TikTok video of herself crying on stage while singing The House That Built Me in front of a socially distant audience at the Thursday, April 22nd concert. Alongside the footage, she wrote, First show back in over a year. I miss y'all so much. The Mama Broken Heart songstress performed at the concert from Thursday to Saturday, April 24. She is set to take the stage again on Saturday, April 30th, and Sunday, May 1st. And Bon Jovi has lined up a drive-in experience to welcome fans back to real live music next month. The group has teamed up with Encore Live for the production company Encore Drive-In Nights 2021 Concert Series. And John Bon Jovi and his man Maze will perform a show that will beam to drive-in and outdoor theaters across the world. Bon Jovi show on May 22nd followed the Encore Drive-In Nights 2020 series, which features show hosted by Metallica, Blake Shelton, Gwen Stefani, and Kane Brown. Well, that's going to do it for me for this week. Tune in next time when we do it all over again. You've been listening to Bass Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibb. Have a great week. Stay safe, and I'll talk to you next time. Take care.